as someone who is so excited to garden this spring yet really wants top quality soil i'm really excited to introduce you to coast of maine which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings and if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life you're gonna want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise coast of maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality. With rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification, their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty Skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. sucks it so sucks but at the same time having the awareness to know that this is actually really good for my soul's growth because this is going to teach me something that will indeed lead me somewhere and make me a better human for this planet because mama gaia needs that indeed and i will find and i will create my own light in the process because I am not not a victim to this darkness whatsoever and in fact perhaps this darkness isn't a bad thing Ooh, dancing with that darkness now let the magic begin Hello, hello Yomis, Jai Ma, Jai Ma, it's Raquel. And Jai Ma, by the way, just means celebrating the divine feminine. Something in life that resonates deeply with me right now that I'm feeling very connected to is I'm honoring my own divine feminine energy, my inner Shakti, my goddess, my woman with a capital W. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling her and I feel and I see so many of you too. Oh my gosh, the power behind many of your eyes and the auras that you radiate on your Instagram. <laughs> I see so many stepping into their power or fully owning and embracing their power. Whew, yes. <laughs> so, that's why I've been just, I'm in the Jai Mom mood. I'm just in the Jai Mom mood. And happy Virgo season. Today's the first day, but you know what? We're still experiencing the tailings of Leo season, so this episode will still be called Leo season part three. I didn't realize when I said I was gonna post on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday that Friday just happened to be the first day of Virgo. Oh well, <laughs> it is what it is. Non-attachment, who cares about perfection anyways? <laughs> Well, I figured I'm not going to include any ads. You heard all of the beautiful goddesses in part one and part two, and we've already had two Yomi reviews of the week. So 
I'm going to just jump right in and I'm really excited to answer this very first one. So with all that being said, it is time to let the magic continue with me and you, Soul Tribe. So this first one was in high demand when I posted it on the Insta stories. So I decided I'm going to answer this one first. And her Instagram name is kblondie. And kblondie, she responded to my Insta story. I have sort of a big question, lol, I'll send it on a DM. So went to my DMs, saw hers pop up, read it, I was like, yes. This one is a must. And Kay Blondie writes, So my question is, I started meditating not too long ago, like five to six months ago, and sometimes I get confused. For example, yesterday I did a meditation to meet your spirit guides, and when the meditation was at the point when you let them in, I saw my dad who passed away in 2000. So I wonder if he is my spirit guide. Was he... A creation of my imagination because I've never seen him in my dreams or anything since he passed. I've met people who tell me he's always by my side and he never leaves me, but I was just wondering how do I know if it was really him or if it was just my imagination? How can I differentiate both things? I opened my eyes as I knew it was him because I got scared, which it was dumb, but Again, I just don't know. Whew. So sacred. And not dumb. Not dumb at all. It can be startling. I know. <laughs> I get that when you first see them. It's amazing what happens when you begin to meditate, even in just five to six months, and you set that intention to connect with spirit guides in the process. <laughs> You say you don't know, yet you know. I, I have an inkling of a feeling as well that since you sent that last week, you perhaps received, if you were listening, um, greater confirmation or clarity in some way through some sort of message from him or your guides. Yet what I felt a pulse to um, share with you is for you to trust. I know it sounds like such a vague answer right now, but give me a moment. Trust. That's the one word when you have that doubt, I want you to repeat and tell your mind as your mind has a tricky and conniving way of making us believe otherwise. Remind your mind, trust. Trust that inner knowing that you, you know it's him. As I read this, I could feel that you know and when I posted this, this was one of, like I said, the most desired for me to answer. And I believe it's because they know and they felt it too. And they want you to know that he's with you. And I'm actually getting chills as I say this. Truth bumps, <laughs> blissies. Our loved ones can also be part of our guidance team. In fact, well, they are most often if they feel like they want to be part of our guidance team. 
to my understanding because the loved ones that have passed away have indeed guided me through life on and off, not consistently like my main team, but when I read external sources or talk to other external sources about this topic when it comes to loved ones and spirit guides and angels and earthbound spirits, well, earthbound spirits, not guides, not angels, they are truly earthbound right now wanting to ascend into the astral plane so they can either be reincarnated or be guides but the difference between angels and spirit guides well I mean I've read that angels are not spirit guides and spirit guides are not angels and your main team will indeed watch over you from birth to death so those that are our loved ones are not part of our main team spirit guides because they were with us in this human life. But at the same time, it's like whoever the team is, loved ones, angels, guides, why do we need to really label them? I know it's part of our human mind that wants to categorize them, but if they're essentially just part of our divine guidance team that work between the universe, God, source, infinite love, whatever you want to call it, and us, the bridge between that and us to help guide us for more of that. And they do it sometimes congruently, to my understanding again. So he's indeed part of your divine guidance team guiding you in his own way. (laughs) And I know spirit guides as well have had many incarnations, so... So when we go, we may become spirit guides as well. This is, again, my human understanding and what I feel on a soul level as well. But um, angels supposedly have never had an earthly incarnation. Yet, since I was a child, if someone would pass, I would think of them as an angel. In books and writings, they say angels were not earthly incarnates. Yet, I just see it as all as one. And so... Whatever he is, (laughs) he's there. He's there. He's guiding you. You saw him. And also perhaps a medium will walk onto your path and tell you that your dad is a straight-up spirit guide, specifically using those words, just to give you that confirmation. And, you know, there you go. But again, whatever he is, because I don't feel like I have the authority to say he's a spirit guide, but what I do 100% feel... And no one can doubt how I feel is that he is with you. His soul is with you. His soul who has probably known your soul for many lifetimes. And for this moment of time in your life, he wants to be with you. He's watching you and he's protecting you and he's guiding you. And so for everyone else who felt connected to this question, this is so sacred for your soul to just trust They're there if you feel them or you receive signs from them. Like maybe you're super low or having an intense experience and let's say your dad loves golf or something. So you go on a walk and somehow you walk up to a golf course or a sign that happens to have a golf club and a ball. That's guidance. That's a sign. That's a message. That's a hello. That is magic. That is him showing you that he's there with you if you choose to listen whether or not you choose to listen, actually. But listening would just be acknowledging the fact that you saw the sign. That's all. You don't need to do anymore. You can smile. 
at the sky if you want. I do. <laughs> so, he's with you. He's with you. Holistic happiness. The coolest thing you've experienced while meditating thus far. Ooh, I had a really beautiful meditation this morning. In fact, I, it was very guided, speaking of guides, um, by, I feel, the Palladians. And if you don't know what they are, who they are, I'm sure you'll either listen to past episodes, you'll hear about them, or we'll bring them up in future episodes. I don't need to get into that, but basically... I could tell that it was them that wanted me to go into a deep meditation at 5 a.m. Even though I thought I was going to be sleeping. My goal was honestly to sleep in until like 7. Because I stayed up past midnight. I remember I fell asleep around midnight 20, 21. So 5 a.m. rolls around. And I just hear in my own way. Not as if you hear my voice right now, but you hear in your own way. It's like an inner knowing slash a thought whisper is what I like to call it because it's not totally your thought, but it is coming in the form of a thought. And it's really hard to explain, but we all receive some form of communication with our guides. And yet we can easily think that it's just our minds or it's us in some way which it is, but it's also your guides. <laughs> so I believe it, it felt more like the Pleiadians, which have a very similar soft, gentle, loving presence um, that wanted me to meditate. I opened up my computer to find some good music to get into that zone, put on my headphones, and listened to the music and got into a meditative state which nothing insane happened during it, but what I do know is that I'm aligning this being at that time with a higher frequency for the remainder of my day. And I think that's why they wanted me to do this, perhaps because of this episode, perhaps for another reason that I have no idea until it happens, but they just really wanted me to raise my frequency in that way. So I did, I meditated for actually about two hours I, and I don't do that all the time. I don't, I'm not like Phil Good, who is my favorite YouTuber right now. <laughs> and he meditates at least two hours every single day. Perhaps that's why he gets the wisdom he does. <laughs> but I definitely felt so light. Now I see, now that I'm sharing this with you, is that they were answering one of my asks recently, and in order for me to align with that ask, I do need to elevate my frequency, and getting into that meditative state at this time, that time was perfect, where, you know, the veil is slightly thinner before the sun completely rises, and we'll see if they want me to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> but that was indeed just simply to raise my frequency, and I think it was amazing that I knew and listened and I can still just I, I feel really calm and chill right now after it even though this is much later in the day but I've been having like a very calm day thanks to it but honestly seeing the evolution through my meditations I think is actually the coolest experience of meditating because I've been able to strengthen the clair senses that I'm gifted with and we all are gifted with at least one clair sense is our primary and many of us have secondary ones but and then I'm also getting glimpses of clair senses that they were just weaker for me. What I mean by that is 
clairsenses, there's clairvoyance, which is where you can clearly see the spirit or the guides or just something that is beyond the physical. There is claircognizance, which is just a knowing. You have the inner knowing. There's clairaudience, which you can hear the voice perhaps or just hear the sound of whatever it is that is coming to mind through your experience. There's clairsentience, which is being able to physically feel it, which can be confused with claircognizance. Some people say that they're the same, but the difference is that with claircognizance, it's just the inner knowing, like I said, but with clairsentience, you experience the claircognizance, which is quickly followed by a physical reaction in your body to the insight. For example, a psychic medium may feel an upset stomach when they feel something negative is happening with you and they're doing a reading. So they might have a physical reaction. But then there's also clairempathy, which is the claircognizance, the knowing, which is followed by an emotional reaction. So many of you have this where you're an empath and so you can sense other people's emotions without them even telling you that they're feeling that way. And the difference between clair empathy and clairsentience is that empaths, they'll, you sense someone's emotions, whereas sentience, you experience their emotions in your body or empaths, you will sense the energy of someone and sentience, you actually feel and experience that energy in your body. We all have every clair sense actually, but you might have a stronger one than another. And then there's the clair sense of touch, which I can't remember what that was. I think it's clair tangency. Um, and then there's the sense of smell and taste as well. But those are the eight clair senses. And you indeed, like I said, have a strong sense of one. In fact, we can do a quick little exercise to see where your clair sense lies. I think I learned this from Brie. I probably don't have to say this, but if you're operating machinery like a car or a treadmill, <laughs> then just simply listen and perhaps you'll still have a, an experience or come back to this later and skip ahead. So close your eyes. Take a deep inhale. And exhale, release. Allowing both feet to be planted into the ground or sit bones if you're sitting down. And visualize right in front of you a refrigerator. Experience this refrigerator in front of you. Perhaps you can see what it looks like. Perhaps you can hear the sounds it makes. Or perhaps you can just feel its presence. Or all three. Now go ahead and Reach your hand out to grab onto the handle in your mind's eye and open up the refrigerator door. You see your refrigerator is empty except for one orange that sits in the center on the top shelf all by itself and reach for the orange. You're a little hungry. Observe the orange in your hand. 
How does it feel, the texture of the orange with the peel wrapped around it? Place your fingertips on the layer of skin of the orange and sink your fingernails into the depths of the peel. Observe your experience as you peel the orange open to get to the center where the juiciness is. What does that feel like? Bring the orange to your nose and smell it. What does that smell like? Continue peeling the orange and take a slice. When you take a bite, notice every sensation you may experience as you taste this orange. Perhaps you smell the orange as well. And what does the orange feel like as you chew on it? And ask your inner knowing how does eating this orange make you feel and influence your body? It may feel so right, so delicious, or it may feel slightly off, not so right. In either case, no need to judge how you feel about it. Good, and after that bite, you feel satisfied for right now, so place the orange back into the refrigerator. Place your hands on the fridge handle to close the door. Perhaps you hear a soft sound. Come back to your center. And when you're ready, open your eyes. And this is where Perhaps you could experience all of those sensations, but some of them might have been more apparent than others. Perhaps you can only experience a few of the sensations. So if you could see the orange, that's actually a pretty good sense of clairvoyancy. That's one reason why I love to do meditative imaginings is to develop my imagination so I can get a stronger sense of clairvoyancy. And I've really only recognized my clairvoyant senses in recent weeks, <laughs> but I have been dedicated to opening up my imagination because I felt like I lost it in my preteens. And now I feel like I can see beings in a sense when I close my eyes and I meditate. That took a lot of time to develop. Meditative imaginings helps with that a lot. And then there's, if you smelt it, perhaps you have a good sense of, which is the clair sense for smelling, or could you taste it? That's clairgustance. Now, did you feel it when you touched it? That's a sense of clairtangency. Could you hear the door slam? Clairaudience. And how did your inner knowing feel when I asked, does it feel right or does it kind of feel off? If you did experience whatever you experienced with your inner knowing, that's your claircognizance right there. And perhaps you use that on a daily basis in situations, whether something feels right or not so right or even wrong <laughs> however that made sense for you because people are probably like why would it not be right to eat an orange <laughs> but whether it felt wrong or right because people can feel guilty eating an orange that is your sense of claircognizance that's beautiful you can continue to trust that inner knowing that something is just there you know but instead of questioning is this thought a message from my guide or is this me 
when you develop that claircognizance, you just know it becomes something that you end up just trusting. And so I think meditation collectively, I think that's the coolest part about it is that it allowed me to strengthen those senses and I'm still on that journey. My experience in this human life is to really do the work and allow time and patience to be tools for myself as well for my journey and that's okay. From Bethany Bell, are you happy now? And how did you get over the pain of the past 17 months? So the reason why I chose this one is because there were quite a few questions that might answer this in itself. This is my truth. Doing the inner work while dancing with the darkness and giving myself permission to give it time. Time, time, time. I think I said this in another question and also other podcasts, but time. Oh, next week's podcast. Yes, we talk about this. So in next week's episode, I do talk about fully accepting the darkness and how I just allowed that shift to happen because that's really hard, but I really did end up realizing that there's so much beauty in this and it was so, it really was so empowering to just honor myself and take my time and being like, yo, this is the way my mental health is right now. I know my human can easily become depressed and that's my experience. That's her experience. And I'm happy I didn't sweep that experience under the rug because I'll just walk into my 30s feeling that way where I would cloak, where I would shrink, where I would indeed be at a lower frequency than I could be. But I believe what really helped me get over the slump was having the awareness because of all of the spiritual tools and wisdom and yada yada that I've collected. I I had the awareness that I was experiencing this so I could truly experience it internally with the awareness and the higher consciousness. So that way I can find compassion in this darkness. When you are in those sad states, it sucks. It so sucks. But at the same time, having the awareness to know that this is actually really good for my soul's growth because this is going to teach me something that will indeed lead me somewhere and make me a better human for this planet because Mama Gaia needs that indeed. And I will find and I will create my own light in the process because I am not, not a victim to this darkness whatsoever. And in fact, perhaps this darkness isn't a bad thing. Ooh, dancing with that darkness. This will pass and I'm just gonna continue to find the light through this and allow myself to feel it, then allow myself to release it. I'm happy to do what I gotta do to do it, like yoga and breath work and meditation, finding hope through the tarot or whatever it is that I'm feeling called to do to hear divine guidance as well. I'm going to just enjoy that process while I heal and it's okay if it takes time and I'm not going to rush it. 
I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know if it's going to take a month. I don't know if it's going to take five months. It might take 10 months, 17 months. It might take a few years. I don't know, but I know that I'm going to practice a lot of self-care and remind myself every single day how wonderful of a person I am, how much I'm loved, and how much I'm full of love, and how much I deserve to be loved, how much others deserve my love. And so this is me just dancing with the darkness. These energetic blocks will be released because I've got this. I have the awareness of it. And when you have those tools, it does help the process a lot and finding that true compassion. And I think because of course I'm not fully clear from triggers and pain and other things that and shadows and other shadows I need to work on but I really do think the shift was the constant giving myself permission for the time and to be okay that this is just a moment of darkness and I know I'm not a victim to it it will all turn around dancing with the universe listening to the signs and when I felt like it was ready it was my inner knowing it was my claircognizance that knew it was time to get back on the gram it was time to get back out there I just had an inner knowing because I was doing the inner work which I'm still doing the inner work but I just I did I and it felt great and I felt so aligned to do it and I still feel aligned and I'm happy now. I'm at a higher state vibration. Yes, there are still some things that trigger me. (sighs) That's one reason why I'm in Utah. I need to get over my, the two people that trigger me the most are the two people my human self love the most, my parents. And so I'm indeed stepping into my power in that too, which is for any of you who are triggered by your parents, yet you're on a spiritual path and you might meditate all the time and you feel very tapped into your soul, yet for whatever reason, you walk into the presence of your parents and you feel your frequency shrink a bit back to an old self <laughs> that you have evolved from, well, that's an opportunity to clear that. And again, it's going to take time and to be okay with that as long as you do the work. So I'm going to always honor how much time it takes for every season of my life, however long I feel a certain way, as everything does pass. Even this high Leo season horse I'm on right now, (gasps) today is Virgo season. Oh my, I'm speaking to you on August 22nd. Today's the last day of Leo season. And that is so interesting because I was very divinely guided to Phil Goods talks, a few of them, that always, it's interesting, his stuff pops up and I need to hear that exact thing at that exact time with an exact thought I had moments before I watched it. It's crazy how it happens, but you know, when you really do, when you really do open yourself up to being divinely guided, you really do align more with those synchronicities. Apparently, when we go into Virgo season, we will be we will be getting rid of one huge blockage that is preventing our ultimate success and i feel this is an intuitive knowing of what this moon upcoming moon is going to be for me there's one block aside from the trigger for my parents of course we got many blocks but there's one block that is holding me back and I am aware of it now, and I'm releasing it now. 
and that will be my intent for the new season, indeed. And I have a good inkling of a feeling I'll still be happy while I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm also happy having the awareness of knowing when there are when there is darkness or when there are triggers. I mean, now we have the spiritual awareness enough to know that, first of all, we don't have to take anything personally, and that darkness is an experience for us to have in order for our soul's growth. That contrast is so needed for the soul's expansion. One more deep question, and then let's do a rapid fire, because <laughs> I noticed that a lot of the questions were some that I could probably answer pretty quickly. Rosanna.h, and she asks, how to feel more connected to your purpose and trust in the timing of your life. Whew. Well, speaking of timing, that is just trust in the timing of your life. There's no one that can explain how to do that. It's just every single time you feel like you have taken the wrong turn or darkness kicks in or something just feels off, remind yourself to just trust in the process of life and trust that if you did take a wrong turn, if you listen, you will be guided back. Even if that comes with facing challenges, allow yourself to overcome the challenges, not by fighting them, but just by dancing with them in a sense. When it comes to connecting with your purpose, well, this is what I feel from my observation and experience. You know what lights you, and you know what strengths that you've been gifted. And it doesn't have to be one like, painting or singing or teaching or perhaps it is but maybe you're just super good at listening deep listening to friends and have an innate gift of observing the world around you with a wide-eyed perspective or maybe you're a really chill person or you're a really funny person or you're energetic or you're calm and these are just easy descriptions from Webster's dictionary that are actually more of a vibration, an energetic vibration that you can't really define, but you have your gift. And your gift honestly probably is not definable as it's just energy. And that is your own unique way of helping people. And though society has highlighted very obvious talents like acting or singing or something super visual, your energetic talent is unspoken. It's unwritten it's unpainted because it's simply just energy it's energetic and now when it comes to connecting with your purpose I truly truly feel that your purpose is unveiled as you go through life and you're not likely to discover it at 12 years old or maybe even at 20 or shoot even 29 where I'm at right now I don't know my overall purpose I feel like I have had many purposes and I have many more purposes but we all do have purposes throughout our life. And if we listen, we can do it to help Mama Gaia, who clearly needs our help right now, praying for Brazil. Please pray for, if you haven't taken a moment, pray for Brazil. In fact, let's pause two seconds. I am interrupting this topic and just take one moment with me. If you're driving, you can just listen. But if you're just standing around or walking in nature, maybe you can plant your feet for a second and just close your eyes. Whether you've been to Brazil or not, think of Brazil, experience Brazil in your own way. 
look at Brazil from a bird's eye view and visualize, experience, feel however you would experience and visualize rain the way you experience in your mind's eye, rain, maybe you feel it, you see it, you hear it, however you experience rain, visualize that rain pouring over Mama Amazon. Say these words in your mind, Mother Earth, Mother Amazon, we love you. We thank you for everything you've gifted us. The air, the oxygen to keep us here, to keep us alive. Mama Amazon, you are the lung of this earth. And, and we want to send all our love and all the healing vibrations to help you heal at this time allowing the forest fires to soon diminish for all the dead trees that were struck by the fire may you nourish and grow new ones as we know you have infinite power to and we as humans are here to accept that and embrace it and help you nourish it especially for the indigenous families there and the animals and for any animal and any person who lost someone in that fire send them so much love their way from our hearts from our hearts to yours aho <sighs> Alright, where were we? <laughs> um, thank you for doing that prayer with me. Perhaps you even added a little bit of your own, which is beautiful. Um, but yeah, so basically our purpose, quote unquote heroic, heroic or spiritual purpose, may be revealed once you go through many life experiences, I believe. So perhaps you're working a nine to five right now. Well, you are learning a lot of lessons in that that are beyond what you believe you're learning. And those lessons are seeds that are being planted for you that will help you when you go after your soul's mission in some way. So again, there here, there's a theme here. It's time. When it comes to connecting with your purpose, it's time and just allowing yourself to experience life because those life experiences will accumulate and many of them may not have served you in the moment, but they will indeed serve you in the long run as you took so much away from that experience to connect with your purpose. So just, just listen and live. That's how you can connect. Listen and live. <laughs> I'm going to also make a very bold statement. I mean, there might be certain things I don't know. Like people said they found out their purpose through the powers of plant medicine. So maybe that is a quick fix, which I just don't believe that there are any quick fixes. That's still just an experience, I believe. But I don't know. However, I do know that time and just living life and listening will allow you to connect. And the more you meditate as well, the more you hear it and the more you are also presented with opportunities because you are aligning yourself with your guidance team to feel more open to present you with all of these messages because you'll listen. Perhaps that is actually the faster route. <laughs>
Because you connect with your soul, and the more connected you are with your soul, the greater you feel your purpose. So paying attention to what lights you up, unveiling your energetic gifts, and connecting to your soul or your guidance team or both whatever resonates with you, and then integrating the three to create your own magic will help you indeed connect with your purpose. All right, just a few random fire, and then that's a wrap for the solo episode. So, little Lotus Lady, I always ask this when you post these, but I care about you, lady. How's your heart doing? <laughs> She's feeling a vibration right now that feels very warm and filled with love and empowered and excited for the experiences that she feels are coming, though liberated that she doesn't have to be fixated on her future. <laughs> Alchemy underscore project. Do you believe social media to be a necessity to be seen, heard for business purposes? Well, I think that I am an example of somebody who pretty much broke free from social media for a bit well, Instagram, for about 17 months, and I'm doing just fine. But also, I didn't have resistance to that alignment. I, I knew the entire time I was in that state that I was still aligned with having a successful podcast. Just because I emotionally wasn't feeling great, I still felt very abundant. I knew I was very abundant, and also that because the podcast is much bigger than me, it was fine. <laughs> She's not going anywhere. So I didn't have any resistance to that. And, and at the same time, I also was still on Facebook, which is a social media platform. And podcasting is a social media platform. So it depends on what your business is then. Maybe if your business has nothing to do with social media, then no. I, I don't think it's a necessity. I mean, social media is new. And there were businesses well before social media existed. Traditional practices will still apply. <laughs> Breely... 218. Did you go to college? What was your original career path? I did. I went to USC, University of Southern California, and my original career path was to, to do something in the entertainment industry. I worked at Dick Clark Productions as a social media coordinator, created tweets for the celebs and Instagram posts. Ironic, I know. <laughs> and, and it was awesome to also see the artists perform live during rehearsals, like the American Music Awards, Billboard Music Awards, Golden Globes. Well, I guess that one's actors, but whatever. So, yeah. Did not feel like it was feeding my soul. <laughs> but it was cool to go to the events, but I kind of got over it. But a lot of people still love that stuff, so I'm very thankful for that experience indeed. What are practices for males to tap into the feminine energy in such a masculine world? Alkaline Plateau. Oh, I love this. And um, 100%, I think it's time for you to get up and dance, tap it into that feminine energy. I actually just created a Shakti playlist. And by the time this is out, my Shakti Spotify playlist should also be out. And it's for all of us to truly tap into and embody our creative, divine, feminine energy 
whether you are a female or a male. And give more hugs. Take a nice, long, warm bath with essential oils. And perhaps even have candles and rose petals. And allow yourself to bask in the aroma. Have some dark chocolate right there if you want. Maybe some red wine if you feel like. And allow yourself to be that divine feminine self. Really be okay that you're taking care of yourself. And maybe even garden, connecting with flowers and nature. Or when you take a walk, perhaps smell some of the roses along the way. And write a poem. Even if you feel like it's a shitty poem at first, who cares? But it does help you tap into your feminine energy. I like that question. Send me, if you guys have other ideas how men can tap into their feminine energy, send them. I'm curious. I love that question. Would love to hear any experience channeling. Jballs underscore. Ooh, well, I believe that there are many moments, most of the moments when I am on the podcast, um, I feel like I kind of black some stuff out and I just channel integrating Raquel, but also my guides or angels because some divine wisdom, my soul, my soul comes through most every podcast. Those of you who have been listening, you really know my soul. It was actually the podcast that helped me learn to allow my soul to come forward and allow Raquel to take a back seat. And so I channel when I'm in this mode because it's almost like now my beingness is just knows that this is a sacred moment where my soul is coming forward and integrating Raquel, but Raquel's taking more of a backseat. Her lessons, her messages, her personality will come forward, but the soul is going to speak. This is the time for the soul. But then if you were to meet me outside of here, I'm very much the same, but also different than probably the story you've created about me, which that's totally understandable. I channel a lot when I am on the podcast and also just observing friends who are channelers, and those are cool experiences. I love watching when Brie channels. That's my favorite. <laughs> Hopefully one day you get to watch in person Brie channeling too. All right, let's do one more. Quick one. Natasha dot on the go. Gene Keys. Newest obsession over here. And what was the first thing you wanted to be in life as a kiddo? I love it. Na- Nastasia. I'm sorry, it's Nastasia dot on the go. And Nastasia writes... <clears throat> Do you identify as a witch? I do, and I've noticed much of your practices are similar to mine. No, I don't actually, but I totally honor witches 100%. I 100% also do witchy things. And I have just recently found out that my cousins all on my dad's side pretty much do uh, witchy things. Definitely not my mom's side. My mom's, the cousins on my mom's side are very Mormon, and they probably would think that that is devilish, but I don't know if they think that. That's not fair for me to say. That's totally a generalization, but but yeah, my cousins on my dad's side apparently practice a lot of witchcraft or just, you know, embrace their inner witch, and it's because I have been told that apparently my aunts also did, and it's been a long-standing secret lineage that it's okay to embrace now and so I guess I come from a lineage of witches but you know I need to double check on that (laughs) I feel that and I feel like I've definitely been one perhaps in the past but I love my witchy people (laughs) 
Um, and then Nastasia dot on the go asks, Gene Keys, newest obsession over here. And what was the first thing you wanted to be in life as a kiddo? Well, Gene Keys, I have no idea. But for whatever reason, as a kiddo, the very first thing I wanted to be was a cartoon. Don't ask. That's just the truth. <laughs> Amina underscore Gore Sutter would love to know more about sex and self-pleasure as a spiritual practice. You know what, Amina? Me too. <laughs> um, the self-pleasure I have been exploring just because I don't have sex and I am a human and I also want to continue to have sensual energy, sexual energy, but I haven't had sex in five years and not because I'm waiting for marriage or it's not even because I'm waiting for my person anymore. I think it's because I was actually just not fully tapped into my sexual, sensual self like I have been the past few months, owning this goddess, owning my curves, owning the way my body loves to just sway at random, basking in my sensuality. And I think self-pleasure really helps with that as we tap into our goddess. That's from my experience, but as far as giving you a deeper explanation about sex and self-pleasure as a spiritual practice, that hasn't been one of my studies at all, so I'm not 100%. So I am also curious. <laughs> well, let's do one last one that will be a good one to wrap this up. Ooh, I think this one will be. Jenna.Morse, is it easy to get bigger influencers to be on the podcast, or was it at the start? So is it easier now than it was at the start? Um, I feel like it's... Before it was a lot of friends, and now it's a lot of, uh, depends on the influencer. I'm more so just allowing more to come to me. Some influencers just, you know, they don't really want to go on any podcast, and that's okay. And there are a lot of wise souls out there that may not have a social media platform, but they have something that will shift or heal or just help our souls in some way and I'll feel called to them. I have the, I'll have this inner knowing that this person is a yes. I get a lot of emails for guest suggestions almost on the daily and my gut honestly just tells me yes or no or sometimes not now. I can tell someone might be almost ready but maybe it was something that we've talked about a lot or I kind of evolved from wanting to talk about that. Um, and yeah, so... Really, if it's somebody that I feel will help the podcast in whatever way, whether they have large following or not, that is all I care about, <laughs> to be honest. All right, that is a wrap of this three-part solo series. And happy Virgo season. I'm still going to call this one Leo season solo part three. <laughs> because, you know, we still are experiencing the tailings of the Leo season. It just started. We are just on the cusp of Virgo. <laughs> um, my inner lion is a little bummed that it's no longer Leo season. No, I'm actually, I'm always excited to start a new chapter. And that's the thing. If we're excited to always open up a new chapter and allow whatever it is to unfold to just be no matter if we perceive it as light or dark or whatever it is that's always exciting how amazing is it that we're never stagnant that we always are ever changing that is one guarantee in life is that things are always changing and that's why when we are in a sea of darkness we know that this will pass at least 
when we bring the awareness to it and we are tapped into our higher state of consciousness, even with that dark lens, we remember this too shall pass. So Leo season passed. Hello, Virgo. Virgos, I'm excited for you. I hope you thrive this season. <laughs> I love my Virgos. I also, I know a lot of people have been waiting on the Sedona retreat announcement, but you know, again, in time, um, that is really going to be coming out so soon. We are nearly ready to announce it and I am ecstatic about it. But this weekend, I will be focused on celebrating my brother's wedding at the Grand Tetons in Wyoming. Going to Wyoming, people. <laughs> for everybody who is signed up for the Soul Tribe exclusive site at yourownmagic.life, I'm excited to see you live, do a little live stream with y'all in September. So stay tuned for that. And thank you for also just allowing me to provide you that exclusive service. And in the beginning, when I created it, I felt like I had to stick to a schedule. So sometimes things felt forced, though I always found a way to make sure it came out organically and not forced, but I would have to make myself create. And now I'm just allowing inspiration and actual channeling and a stronger sense of the soul come forward to bring any content to you on there. And I'm really excited for this one thing that I channeled that will be a little different than anything that's on there. Other than that, um, if you haven't, it would be amazing if you subscribe because that does help the podcast so much. It helps eyeballs see it. Subscribing in podcasts, I know is not a thing, but it helps a lot. Only if you feel called, don't do anything you don't feel called to do. <laughs> I totally honor that too. So if you just, if this podcast has helped you a lot, feel free to leave a review or also really make sure you are subscribed. And then you'll also get the updates that for my random episodes that I randomly feel called to share and I just don't because I'm like oh I already got an episode out this Monday but now I'm, my guides are like you know what you got this podcast now you might as well just randomly share stuff too be in flow but don't worry you'll still get your Monday podcasts all right well with all that being said seriously I'm beyond thankful for you and all of you who submitted questions and just all of you listening right now and please connect with me on either the Your Own Magic Facebook group. I don't really look at Facebook Messenger because I'll be honest, somehow a lot of people that don't listen to podcasts spam me on the message. So I don't like to open up Facebook Messenger. So it's best to Instagram DM me. Instagram's pretty good at filtering the spams. And even though it's by the same company, right? <laughs> anyway, again, I love you. Thank you. Jai Ma, Jai Ma. Have a magical, magical day.